0: You are listening to Let's Talk TRIO on podcast. This podcast episode was recorded November 1st, 2018. Welcome everyone to another edition of Let's Talk TRIO. Today I'm featuring a alum of the TRIO Academic Advancement Center at Colorado State University. Her name is Amelia Castaneda, who will be joining us here in a little while in the program. Today's underwriter, semi-partner, is Spoons. Uh, They provided the lunch that's available here in Fort Collins. Great soup selection sandwiches and salads. Spoons Spoons is a semi-sponsor because they provided lunch for today's episode. The underwriter for today's episode is Colorado State University's Trio Academic Advancement Center. I want to say a quick shout out to uh, new Upward Bound friends that I made um, this past week. Um, Those, uh, they are uh, Sean Jaster and Jose Olivo, who sat down with me to talk about the future episodes that they'll be recording with me, uh, talking about the stories with uh, Trio Upward Bound here at Colorado State University. Something I learned was that uh, CSU has two classic Upward Bound programs, Um, funny enough, uh, so these to distinguish the two programs, they've given them nicknames. Uh, one is called Upward Bound 77. So that one has been founded since, uh, funded since 1977. And the other one is Upward Bound 17. It's a brand new Upward Bound program that serves the Denver area. And these two programs work, really worked well together. Uh, I, I got a chance to sit down with both uh, reps of the, uh, of the programs and uh, that we talked about podcast ideas and um, things that they want to share and talk about with the public. So I'm very excited to spotlight the Colorado State University Trio Upward Bound programs in the next two months. Uh, So for the month of November and December, we'll be really highlighting the Trio Upward Bound programs here at Colorado State University, Fort Collins, Colorado. I'm very excited to have that episode out as soon as possible. Um, uh, Well, they'll they'll be coming soon. Also, I'm excited to share with you all, we are working with the Office of the Vice President for Diversity to feature uh, and talk to students that are first-generation uh, students. Now, with that said, so these students that will be sharing their stories next week, uh, these are students who are first-generation background. They may or not may not be associated with TRIO programs, but we feel that it's important to feature them. Not only in the podcast, I think uh, we're going to be putting this recording up uh, for the first generation organization to use as they please. Uh, Another reach out, uh, I'm I'm really uh, wanting to reach out to everyone again just to remind you that we are on Patreon. We are looking to get sponsored. That way we can keep these shows commercial free. Uh, I've heard the podcasts on various uh, formats from Apple all the way down to uh, podbean all the way down to blueberry uh, all those podcast formats they're great um, but in order for those programs to continue they've received some sort of funding uh, some podcasts use a public method to uh, fund their podcasting uh, others use uh, private corporate uh, monetization uh, again i've chosen to forego uh, private monetization you can hear me out on this that my goal is to make let's talk trio almost a part-time job for m- for me And I can certainly continue recording stories and uh, reaching out to various um, institutions and talking to them about their TRIO programs or even students talking about the TRIO program. So what I want to do ultimately, my goal is to uh, just receive public funding um, and be able to uh, get the hardware, the equipment, the software needed to record high quality episodes for Let's Talk TRIO. I am very blessed to have this opportunity to record uh, broadcasting is a passion of mine and it's something that I get to do now and it's it's great so to call it a passion project for now but I would really like to to transform it to make it to make these uh, the I'm starting off with basic equipment I would really like to have something a little bit more advanced for people to listen in and, and really get to hear this high quality episodes that we have um, and yeah I'll be looking to re-record some of these interviews that I've had. Uh, previously, and maybe something's changed or we'll we'll follow up with uh, different stories but uh, for now um, i just want to let you know that too, in order to publicly fund us you can find us through patreon patreon is our public funding page uh, you can go there uh, sign up for one dollar a month two dollars a month five dollars a month ten dollars a month uh, whatever you feel comfortable giving to let's talk trio uh, this will be a monthly donation that uh, will allow us to gather the resources to upgrade hardware software as needed that would also go to compensating uh, the uh, anyone that if, if we need to travel out to record interviews that would help me um, purchase for any flights or any gas to do that um, or to uh, have maybe uh, the opposite, have an interviewee come up to Fort Collins. Um, That's kind of more bigger picture, but that's kind of the direction I'm trying to take all of this. Again, I want to thank Amelia Castaneda for uh, re-recording this interview. Uh, We had a... um, It was my fault. Uh, We had faulty recording from the last week uh, that we were supposed to do the interview. I was supposed to upload it last week. Uh, Didn't get to... Uh, reviewed the uh, audio, wasn't the, as great as I thought it would be uh, but now we have the recording and um, it, it sounds great. So Amelia did a, a fantastic job uh, re- recounting and retelling her story. Uh, for me, uh, this was a great opportunity to learn about m- microphones and why you don't use the laptop internal microphone to record anything. So uh, was it, we were able to fix that and now her audio comes out clearly and uh, I just hope that you all enjoy the interview. Uh, She gave an outstanding uh, summary of her experience with uh, TRIO and uh, her journey. So without further ado, please enjoy Amelia Castaneda's story through TRIO Upward Bound and Academic Advancement Center. Again, Amelia, thank you so much. Uh, thank, I'm sorry for ruining the no, recording last time. No, you're fine. Hopefully the spoons yes. and the snickerdoodle cookie mix up It's <laughs> wonderful.
1: It's wonderful, thank
0: you. <laughs> you are very well. Amelia, thank you so much for agreeing to do a makeup interview of course. or re-record your interview. It was my fault. The yeah. internal mic picked up uh, the recording and it wasn't the fault. mic recording. So, I'm very sorry, so again, I'm hopefully no the spoons about. and the cookie mix up for it. <laughs> it really
1: does, but it's okay, you didn't have to, you didn't have to, technology happens all the time. Right,
0: right. Yeah, you were a journalist major. Right? Yeah. Journalist. So, so you're...
1: this happened all the time, this happened every other story, I feel like. So, definitely understandable, so don't worry, you didn't have to bring me spoons, but I do appreciate it. Thank well, you. Thank you very much for accepting.
0: Yeah. the. Uh, food offer. Uh, we're breaking bread, so uh, I have Emilia Castaneda from the TRIO Academic Advancement Center, yeah. and she is a retention specialist? Correct. Um, so tell us a little bit about your position, uh, Emilia, as it relates to the TRIO, the trio academ- Academic Advancement Center.
1: Yeah, so um, I actually just started this position. I got hired in October, September, September, yeah, September. I was September. like, what month is yeah. this? Um, so yeah, so I, I got hired in September, um, and so I'm fairly new in this position, but um, truly my position is really to meet with students, uh, provide any support, any guidance, and a mentorship, um, and really get to know my students. And a lot of the students that we work with are uh, first-gen, are low-income, or um, have a disability. And so being able to be a support system to them, uh, cheering them on through their academics as well as their personal lives, uh, is truly what I do in a broad uh, explanation. Yeah. Yeah. Right on.
0: And the passion must have come from somewhere. Can you tell the audience a little bit about what brought you to work for TRIO? Do you have any sort of experience uh, being in higher education or working with programs or being part of programs like that?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think my involvement with Trio is truly the reason why I decided to take this position actually. Um so um we'll just go back a few years ago, um to high school. I was part of the Upper Bound Trio program. Um
0: Colorado State?
1: Yes. Okay. Through CSU. Um and so it was it was it's actually a funny story. My aunt has um someone related to her Uh, was in the program and so they shared that interest to my older brother who um, just actually graduated as well Um, and so he got involved with upper bound and then seeing his experience i decided to also apply for it um, and went through the interview the application process as well and um, it was a wonderful opportunity i think i joined my sophomore year of high school um, and so that program really helped me um, get here to csu i graduated Um, from CSU actually in May with a journalism degree as you mentioned thank you and so um, it brought me here and uh, here at CSU I got involved with the Academic Advancement Center Um, again following that trio path um, trying to find a support system here on campus a home away from home Uh, and so got involved I became also a group navigator my junior year Um, and so I was able to kind of mentor students um, and really, I think that's where it really started for me. I, I really found a passion with that. Um, and I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to do that as a career. Um, again, I I majored in journalism. So I the ideal um, career path that I wanted to go into was um, broadcast. And so if you would have asked me um, in April, May, I would have told you that I, I wanted to do some type of broadcast career. Um And then this opportunity came out of nowhere, and something in my heart told me to take it, Um, and here I am. And so...
0: And they're very, very fortunate to have you, because Uh, uh, from what I'm hearing, right, you're doing excellent work here, and you're engaging students, and making sure that they stay uh, with their college coursework. Yeah. Um, So as you went through your journey through TRIO, what is the... Can you tell us a little bit about the memorable experiences you've had, do you have a story that kind of sticks out that really sticks with you to this day?
1: Yeah, um, there's definitely a lot of memories, a lot of fun memories and a lot of, um, a lot of memories with the people uh, and other trio members as well. Um, For my, for specifically for Upper Bound, I, one memory that really comes to my mind um, was when I started applying to college I wasn't familiar with any of the process. My parents weren't familiar with it either. In fact, they uh, dropped out in middle school, elementary school. And so they didn't really know what I was doing or going through. um, But they were there to support me. Um, But yeah, so in uh, Trio Upper Brown, they provide... Um, mentorship and they guide you through every step of the process to coming to a university not necessarily CSU uh, to any university and so I remember applying um, for the Daniels Fund scholarship Mm -hmm. um, and back then my academic advisor was Scott and so he he came in um, usually the advisors go to your schools and meet with the students and provide tutoring or provide any assistance uh, for seniors specifically. It's really getting the student to apply for scholarships, apply to schools, and so I was in that stage. Uh, and I remember he got me out of class, and I was really excited to see him. But um, he, the first thing he asked me was, "Did you finish your?" Um, Daniels Fund scholarship application because it's due today and (laughs) I am a horrible um, procrastinator and I remember looking at him like no but I was gonna work on it today right and so uh, he got me out of class and we spent the whole evening um, working on the application and uh, just him being there and supporting me and, and taking the time out of his day to really edit my essays to make sure I was doing everything correctly, and beyond that, um, I made it to the interview pro- to the interview part of the scholarship, and he was there cheering me on, writing me a message, and so really having that support system really helped me. Uh, I think that was that's one of the most memorable moments I have, and. I think also was the fact that through, through this program, we were able to stay here at CSU over the summers. And every summer was memorable, uh, especially with, with Sean. He's such a wonderful man. Um, he, he made every, every summer um, experience wonderful. We, yeah, we did a lot. Yeah. Um, we took classes up here. We uh, created bonds with other uh, TRIO students who were in the same program. And we, we truly created a family. In that program. That's amazing. Um, and so, here at the AEC, so now now talking about the AEC, I think yeah. uh, my very first encounter with my retention specialist was the most memorable moment. Um, yeah. Back then, it was um, it was my first time uh, really sitting down with someone and telling them about my experience as a student, as a first gen student, as um, a woman of color. On a campus that was predominant is predominantly white, and so being able to talk about the struggles that I was facing, and not necessarily just in school, but also back home as first gen students, um, a lot of our family is dependent on us, and so when we leave, uh, when we leave back home, it's something that we have to. Um, it's one of the challenges that we have to work with throughout undergrad, and that was for me. My mom was really dependent on me. Um, my mom is undocumented. Um, she only speaks Spanish. And so for her, I, I was really the key to um, taking her to places, taking her to appointments that my siblings had, um, being able to translate for her uh, when needed. And so for her, uh, me leaving home was like me leaving to a whole different country, oh really God. far. And so, um, yeah, coming here, I... I really needed someone, I was looking for someone to really understand what I was, com- uh, what I was going through, mm-hmm. and uh, back then, Penny was my retention specialist, I remember sitting down, and we sat down for over an hour, and we just talked about life, uh, where was I at, what was I struggling with, what was going well, uh, how was my family back home, how was that relationship, and so I think that really having a support system here at CSU is a reason why I stayed here at CSU because I, I truly don't think I would have stayed on a campus um, feeling the way that I was feeling. Um, but yeah, that really helped.
0: Very good. Mm-hmm. I think that, that a lot of people, uh, when they talk about college students, they automatically make a lot of assumptions of, well, they have the support, or mm-hmm. they have the network necessary to right. succeed. For you, it was evident that you know coming away or leaving home is a monumental shift for your family because right. now it's you leaving and it's changing everything every dynamic right, right. Um, so you coming up here to take care of classes and to do all of that you mm-hmm. would need that a- additional support because again first generation low-income students don't know how to navigate that very well so right. how was how it for you to kind of have that support and to help navigate college
1: um, it was truly truly a wonderful uh, support I think that the support really helped me academically and on a personal level. I think that...
0: Sorry, you're hearing the noise in the background? That's the train? That
1: is, that that is a train. right in My office is right <laughs> next to the train, so... Should I wait a little you, bit?
0: You can talk through it or we can wait. I'm going to probably edit all this stuff totally.
1: Okay, you. perfect. perfect. Um, I'll I'll include it in the bloopers for the podcast. There will be a bloopers. (laughs) Um, Okay, so your question again was how has this program helped me, supported me? Yeah,
0: how how, how has it supported you? What challenges uh, did it help you overcome?
1: Yeah, so um, I think right off the bat when I was in undergrad, it was really finding a space where I felt connected and I felt like I was in a space where other students that, uh, were shared the same, okay, when other students shared the same identities as I did, or at least one identity. It didn't have to be all of them. Um, and the, the AEC really captured that. And so I enjoyed coming here um, and being supported in that manner I think is also important to note, um, Just being surrounded by other first gen students, other students of color, I think that the AEC does a really good job in capturing that. And so I think that from the start, I think that was one of the biggest supports that the AC in general provided. Awesome. Um, and then again, like meeting with my retention specialist, anything that I had concerns related to financial aid, um, tutoring, I, I was that type of student that I was ashamed to get tutoring. Or, and I, I had a difficult time asking for help uh, going to my uh, professor's office hours. And so for me, that was definitely a challenge. And with my retention specialist, I was able to navigate that. And I had someone that was able to tell me that it's okay to ask for help, That is completely normal. Um, so definitely, definitely, I, I feel like I grew a lot from my first year to my senior year, uh, thanks to this program. Very
0: cool, yeah. yeah. Um... I think that the Upward Bound programs, um, TRIO Student Support Services programs, or AAC programs, uh, recognized here at CSU, that uh, there are a lot of challenges that come up with being a college student, Mm -hmm. and it certainly helps to have a program and people that are dedicated to helping Mm -hmm. students uh, kind of break down the myth of college, right? Right. Because as a first-generation student, right, we, we make these assumptions of, like, well, there's not going to be anybody there to guide me. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Tutoring is going to be a negative stigma. It's yeah. only for the students that are not doing right. That, right? So we kind of fall into that that trap of um, making a lot of assumptions of college. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest myth that the TRIO Academic Advancement Center or the Upper Ground Program helped you break?
1: I think that for me, um, it's the idea of asking for help. I think uh, I just talked about it, but... Yeah. Truly, I I came from a from a high school where I had a 4.1 GPA. I graduated with a 4.1, mm-hmm. um, and I took some community college courses during high school as well. And so, so
0: I, you seem like you were very independent, like very go-go. yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess so. I guess you yeah. can say that. Um, and so coming here to CSU, I was already used to, like I said, being independent. So I I didn't really ask for help or reach out uh, to anyone. And um, aside from like my upper bound advisor, that's someone that I, I felt comfortable asking for help, but um, they weren't always there during classes. So I, I never really asked for help. And so when I came to CSU and I remember taking my chemistry course and failing the exam, um, I went through the whole stage of questioning if I was even worth being here at CSU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was a first time I failed anything, so really questioning myself and um, not being comfortable with asking for help was definitely something that I experienced my very first semester, and I had to move away from that. So I think uh, on a personal level, it's definitely the reaching out uh, for help when I need it, and also reaching out when I don't need help, but I want to check in or Get connected with um, other staff or other students. So, yeah, I would say I would say definitely asking for help. And I think there's that stigma, right, mm-hmm. that if you only reach for help um, if you aren't doing so well, and um, there's like a negative connotation to that. Absolutely, and there, yeah. I feel like that's something that we as first gen students really take into consideration and really. Um, in my case, start rethinking if I'm even worth being here. Mm -hmm.
0: I like how you capped that off, that asking for help is usually very difficult for first-generation students because it's not typically something we do. Mm -hmm. uh, Many students find themselves in that uh, area of we're independent, we can figure it out on our own, Mm -hmm. we've been doing it on our own, Mm -hmm. and we can find a way to succeed. And the minute that that we encounter a setback, it's a it's a huge blow oh yeah i think for uh traditional for i don't want to call them traditional students for uh, any other student that can afford to be at csu and have the financial resources to be here for as long as possible that eventually they can understand like right if they suffer a setback okay cool moving on i'll go to my next class us it's 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 a huge blow and and a lot lot of students don't talk about that about Mm -hmm. how demoralizing that feels and how you almost feel like you don't belong especially right. if there's a lot a lot of people that look like you
1: exactly mm-hmm. yes, I completely agree
0: so um, the experience so far uh, you've talked about going through that as you approach graduation day how how was that experience did, did it become more real for you uh, now that you were looking at your degree and almost completing it
1: yeah so right before graduation mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so I I feel like as you get closer every year, it becomes really, really real in a way. I feel like my my senior year, I kept myself really busy and um, realizing, I think spring semester is when it started to really hit me. And I started realizing, like, I am going to do this. I'm actually going to graduate. Um, And I think the moment that I saw my mom um, cheering me on at Moby is when it really hit me and I saw her crying and I remember hugging her and telling her that this was um, this was her sacrifice you know coming in coming in and documented and so um, wow that, that brought some tears to my eyes right now. <laughs> um, I feel like it that last semester really hit me and I started realizing that um, all the support that I got through undergrad was really worth it, and walking again down that stage to get my degree and seeing my mom there at the end, uh, being proud of me, uh, really captured it all.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Now that you're working for a, a TRIO program, it is certainly something different, a different experience. Oh, definitely. How has that role, from being a participant now to a, a administrative professional, um, how has that impacted you, or how... Well, how do you view this, this position now working
1: right so I think it's very very different um, very different actually is what I would say uh, when I was a participant I kind of just saw um, the top the top layers. so I saw um, that retention specialist met with their students uh, I participated in those meetings when I was a group navigator I helped um, navigate and talk to students and so now that i am a professional um and i get to do this amazing work it's it's very different Mm -hmm. i would say it's very different the impact is bigger um i feel like i i am the key to the student and creating their experience here at the aec and so it's very different it's really rewarding um it's challenging there's a lot of learning i i've learned a lot these last few months I think it's one month I started last, yeah, I started in September. So I've learned a lot these last few weeks uh, in my role and the importance and really adjusting things and um, putting the students' interest first.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, now you realizing kind of the, the role as a professional, I heard you kind of laugh when you said professional because it yeah. certainly is a different class, right? It's, oh, it's, yeah. Uh, now experiencing the quote-unquote real world through right. an ind- uh, administrative professional's lens. Mm-hmm. And now you're impacting, uh, giving back that impact right students. So uh, praise you and kudos to you for graduating you. on <laughs> this, this, the journey that you have uh, uh, had to go through.
1: Thank you. Absolutely.
0: Thank you. Um, so to kind of wrap up the uh, podcast, is there a word of advice or... So I like to always end my podcast um, asking kind of just a general question to uh, to the interviewee uh, about last-minute thoughts or something that you would uh, impart knowledge to students or maybe to another administrative professional thinking about wanting to work for TRIO. Um, you can speak to any one of those, all of those, whatever you'd like to do.
1: Yeah, I would say to a professional wanting to do to work in, with TRIO, I would say do it. It's an amazing experience. It will impact your whole life. Even as a uh, participant of TRIO programs, I feel like this position really is continues to impact me. Um, for any student who is able to um, partake in TRIO programs, definitely do it. I feel like you will get the support that you need to succeed. Um, and you will get a family um, overall. And I feel like for anyone um, who any student in their undergrad or thinking of getting of pursuing their um, pursuing higher education, I would say um, I actually have a quote back here. Uh, oh, todo, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, sh- I'll share. No, you're fine. Um, the quote that I have back here is "Todo en esta vida se puede." Everything in this life is possible, and so I feel like if any student is thinking of pursuing higher education, um, I think they definitely should and if that's something they want to do, um, definitely do it.
0: Awesome. Amelia, thank you so much for taking your time for today and uh, for the day and uh, doing this interview. Uh, I appreciate you re recording it since you mm-hmm. did it last week. And Not that a was problem. Terrible, that was my fault. <laughs> Not a problem. And uh, I'm very happy that you're enjoying the spoons. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this segment of the episode kind of semi sponsored by spoons who gave us less Hopefully,
1: here. they'll sponsor you. That, that would be, be great. Wonderful. Spoon sponsor Juan. Yes, please
0: sponsor <laughs> the podcast. So Amelia, again, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very much appreciate your journey, uh, working with Now Trio mm-hmm. and uh, giving back. So uh, we really appreciate all the work that you're doing. And thank you. I appreciate that. I would like to thank my guest Amelia Castañeda, the retention specialist for the Trio Academic Advancement Center at Colorado State University. I'd also like to give my acknowledgments to my program advisor and honorary co-host, Mr. Roderick Chambers. Special recognition also goes out to Mr. Scott Kendall, who is our program advisor and tech advisor. Special thanks to bensound.com for providing the royalty-free music you're hearing today. If you ever want to be featured on Let's Talk Trio, you may get a hold of me by emailing me Juan, J-U-A-N, Rivas, R-I-V-A-S, 583 at yahoo.com. Or you can look me up on Facebook under Let's Talk Trio, our official Facebook page. We are also found on Patreon. Please consider giving to Let's Talk Trio to keep a program funded and to upgrade our hardware, our software, and to accommodate for any possible travel to interviewees all over the nation. I want to say thank you to all the TRIO programs out there doing their jobs. Special thanks to the Colorado State University TRIO programs who are going to be our special guest spotlights for the next two months. So for the month of November and December, we're highlighting the TRIO Colorado State University programs. Next week, Let's Talk TRIO will be on site to interview students from first generation backgrounds, whether or not they are with TRIO programs. So they will be here to discuss their story and their journeys as first generation college students. Thank you all very much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode.